In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In the Roman Empire and the surrounding empires in that time and before it, being nice, being good, being kind, being compassionate, showing empathy and sympathy for other people, feeling sorry for them, pitying them, doing good things for them because you want them to do better in life. These kinds of characteristics, these kinds of virtues, didn't really exist. And I'm not saying that nobody was compassionate whatsoever. I'm saying they certainly weren't widespread and certainly they weren't seen as virtues. They were seen as weaknesses. If you, feel sorry, if you at that time had felt sorry for another person, it means that you yourself are psychologically, emotionally weak. Something is weak about your character that you feel sorry for another person. That you have compassion on another person. Selfishness was kind of the normal way to live. Everybody look out for themselves and you do best, you do greatest, you're the better kind of person when you do best for yourself and therefore the better you do, the more you kind of take care of yourself, then the better kind of a person you are. That changed with Christianity. When Christianity came in, Christianity preached like Christ preaches, pray for your enemies, do good to those who persecute you. Christians did not believe in uh, selfishness. We not, were not self-absorbed people. Roman people would throw their children, throw their babies, because they didn't, want they didn't want these babies, or they came out and they were girls or something like that, and they would throw their babies on the streets to die, and Christians would pick them up and raise them. This kind of compassion on the human person, this kind of dignity of the human person and its recognition by early Christians that's one of the major reasons why Christianity grew so fast in the Roman Empire. And then became the legal and then the official religion of the empire pretty soon after. As time went on, up until today, today compassion, today empathy is a great virtue. This is one of the virtues of our, of our society now. Of modern times, compassion is a good thing. And everybody recognizes that, whether you're a Catholic or not. Great. And what I'm saying here is every culture, every uh, time period has its kind of general characteristic. So if today's general characteristic is compassion, that's wonderful. Compassion is a wonderful virtue. And I think that all of us should have it. And I think that it's mostly uh, an influence of Christianity into the culture. Great. If back then the virtue was strength, that's a pretty good virtue as well. But then they lacked other virtues like compassion. Well, today we have the great, the great virtue of compassion, but we lack other virtues that ages before us once had in a much stronger form. And I think one of those virtues that existed before, that has seriously declined in our time now, is the virtue of fortitude or perseverance. The virtue of sticking things through, sticking through to our commitments, making sure that the thing that I promised I would do, I am going to do. Why? Because my word means something. My promise actually means something. It's not just uh, light. I mean, I don't take it lightly. I'm going to do the thing that I said I was going to do, no matter how much suffering is going to be involved, no matter how difficult and uncomfortable it's going to be, 
that was a virtue that existed in prior ages, much more so than it does in our own age. In the Gospel reading today, which is a really great parable that we can get a lot out of, I'm only going to pull one thing out of it today that I think is applicable. Jesus gives us a parable, as we read. A steward had a vineyard and he hired people through, through the hours. And the first people he took in the first hour and then he started, he went out and grabbed more workers that were waiting there for, to be hired until the very last hour, until the 11th hour, he went out and he still found people that were idle in the marketplace and so he hired them. And everybody got paid the same wage. Everybody received their denarius, whether they worked for 12 or for one hour. That means that the people that waited to be hired, even until the last hour, those people were rewarded as if they had worked for 12 hours. Jesus is really teaching us something about God here. This is a theological lesson. What is he trying to teach us about God? That God wants to give his gifts out to everybody. That God loves everybody and he wants, he desires to give out his gifts. But it also means that we have to participate in receiving that gift. We can't just hang out in the marketplace and say, ah, I don't want to be hired, and then still receive a denarius. No, we have to be there waiting to be picked up. And whether that's going to be in the first hour and we're going to work the entire day, or whether that's waiting around until the very last hour and work only for one hour, we're going to receive the gift if we participate in it. That's the theological lesson. The more moral lesson would be that perseverance, perseverance as perseverance, perseverance for the sake of perseverance, sticking through to our commitments for the sake of keeping our commitments is in itself rewarding. God rewards us for persevering to, to the end. And so this parable ties in very well with another statement of Jesus in another part of the Gospel of, John, of uh, Matthew where Jesus says, he who, is, he who perseveres to the end will be saved. So in Jesus' mind, it's not, salvation does not mean doing something great at some point. Salvation does not mean being perfect the whole way through either. Salvation means simply putting in our full effort until the very end, not giving up. That's what salvation means. Now that could mean that I only contribute a little bit, one hour, or it could mean that I'm perfect, I'm great, I'm just the best ever, and I contribute 12 hours. Either way, persevering to the end is salvation. Then we receive our gift, which is the denarius. But again, our society has, to a very large extent, lost this virtue of fortitude. Why? Because I can't name every reason, of course, and neither do I know every reason. But there are many reasons that I do know, among which are a desire for comfort, a desire for an ease of life, and the, the ability to receive an ease of life. The fact that we have lived in so much luxury and so much material wealth gives us the opportunity to say, I'm going to drop this thing that I committed to and go to another thing because it's easy to do that right now. And what kind of things am I talking about? Well. There are more priests living, leaving the priesthood today than in a long time. 
And I'm not talking about the Chaldean church, I'm talking about the worldwide universal church. That's just a matter of fact. It's not an alarming rate, nothing to be scared about or anything like that, but it's just happening a lot. In the West, that's what's going on. And in the, I know this personally, I lived with Dominicans. They had a class, not just the Dominicans, I mean the Roman church, so the, the huge church, the Catholic church, have a class for priests that, are, that have been priests for less than five years. They continue to form them in the first five years of their priesthood because so many priests leave the priesthood in the first five years. That's happening a lot. They didn't happen as much before. Religious, leave their religious life. Quite, I mean, with, again, more frequency than is comfortable. But, you know, another huge one would be divorce. Divorce is really actually happening at quite an alarming rate. Divorce, happening at a very high rate. People leaving their jobs. They enter a job, they like it for two months, the third month they don't like it, the sixth month they're over it, they leave and they go to another one. Restricting themselves from the stability of being in the same place, doing the same thing for an extended period of time. And even more superficial things. People will go from one group of friends to another group of friends with, very, very, with a lot of facility, with, very, with a lot of ease. And what I'm saying is, there is a beauty, there is a goodness, there is a formation that comes with just sticking through good things because they're good things and receiving the stability that comes with that. And I think that's kind of what, part of what this parable is about. That perseverance is a virtue that gives us a reward in the end. How many times you and myself have we committed to things that we've dropped? How many times have we said, I'm going to pray the rosary every day? How many times have we said, I'm going to read the Bible every single day? How many times have we said, I'm going to pray this much every day? I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to commit to this hobby. I'm going to any, all of the above. I'm going to do these things and then we drop it because it gets a little bit difficult, we get distracted or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that these are sins. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying this to, to shame divorced people. I know very good people that have gotten divorces. But I'm saying there's a beauty, there's a goodness that comes with sticking things through to the end because we said that we would in front of God, because we said that we would in front of the community, because there's a lot to gain from carrying the cross, because there's a lot to grow from persevering through difficulties and then being rewarded for it in the end. Lest we fail the commitment and fail to receive our denarius. Now one more thing I want to mention. It's not without reason. I mean, it's people that are idle in the marketplace, they're looking for work, they're not bored. They have all the excuses and all the justifications to be able to say, you know what, I've been here for 11 hours, I'm just gonna leave. <coughs> it's not working out. They can justify that. I don't think very many people would blame them for that. We hear about people dropping commitments all the time and a lot of times we say, you know what, I can kind of understand why they did that. But nevertheless, they, did, they wouldn't have received the denarius. Why did they stick it out until the 11th hour and then get hired? Why did they stick it out? Because they needed the denarius. They felt a need for the denarius. Because if they didn't receive it, they wouldn't have been able to feed their family that day. We need again to feel our need for God. We need again to feel our need to take our word and our promises and our commitments seriously. We need to feel the need again 
to please God and to, to do His will. And if we do that, if we have that need, if we feel like it's a necessity, I think that we wouldn't be dropping so many commitments as often as we are. And I think that's the need that we need to feel again. Brothers and sisters, let's maybe recap, review. What have I said that I was going to do that I need to pick up again and just stick through to it and see what happens? God will reward us in the end. Amen.